0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by my playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen. And we are here on this Wednesday, June 30th, to talk about the event on the PGA Tour that will take place Thursday through Sunday. So we've got a little 4th of July golf on our hands and uh, excited to talk about this one, Andrew. How about you?
1: Yeah, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, Uh, like you said, it'll be a fun way to take in the 4th of July, and uh, I'm coming off that last weekend where I took in the Corn Ferry Tour event, which was a nice warm-up for this week's podcast. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, really fun to get out there and watch. A shout-out to the Falmouth Country Club up in Maine, where I grew up, and uh, Chad Ramey, who got his first professional win, Mm. and we got to watch him uh, a little bit on Sunday, um, on his way to a one-shot victory. And uh, the the way that this connects to this week's event and this podcast is there's one player who I've noticed who played in the Corn Ferry t- Tour event last week who's playing this week. That's Peter Uline. and Oh, okay. Interestingly enough, Coach, uh, my buddy Andy and I, he was out there with me, golf buddy. i got to give a shout-out to him as well. But we actually got to watch... Peter Uline on the 17th hole on Sunday. And it was memorable because we it was a par five. He got to the green in two, just on the right fringe. And okay. we, got to, we got to stand right behind him and watch his uh, chip shot. And this is a hole where everything about it slopes down like this. I mean, a major slope from behind the green, through yeah. the green, all the way to the tee. I mean, it's an uphill hole, uphill green, so he's pin high on the right, so we're, we're standing behind him, and we say, well, everything is, everything is going downhill right to left. Yeah, but massive he, break. Massive break right to left, you know, at at, at least. And so, yeah. but he lines his chip up about six feet left of the hole, expecting it to break the other way. Oh, like, what is no. he doing? And so, sure enough, he hits his chip five or six feet left of the hole, and it stays there. And so... You know, he gave himself a, a real difficult birdie putt when he could have just played the break and yeah. had a tap in. So, I mean, that's a, my one little insight for Strange. Peter Uline. The short game does not seem sharp um, to, to miss. He needs that a new game. caddy. He does. He does. <laughs> we could have caddied for him that day. But, uh, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, you know, this is just another great example as a, as an amateur golfer myself, of course, who has yeah. played that course a few times and played bogey golf at best, and they're out there shooting sixty fours and sixty-fives. It's just amazing the level of skill these guys has and have. And yeah. so a lot of fun to see it up close and to see some of these guys who are gonna be on the PGA tour next year. And I mean, we you know, there's a lot of guys here who who are now getting their start there, like Bryson, who's Sure. The guy we're going to talk about a lot this week, uh, he got his start there on the, on the mini tour. And um, so it's just a lot of fun to, to see these guys progress.
0: Oh, it is. And, and, you know, a good majority of them come up right through that system. You know, it's like a farm system in baseball. You know, it, it, you have to prove your stripes a little bit. And uh, that competition I, at times is even more fierce because those guys are playing for their card. And that means everything, you know, that's financial security. And, uh, I have uh, my cousin, this is, this was, oh my God, 30 years ago, but they had, you know, the, the minor tours in golf, not like they do now, but still they were the feeder system to the PGA. And it was my cousin, Jeff, and he, uh, went down to Florida, joined one of these little mini tours, like I say, 25, 30 years ago, but those guys have a tough man they are he i remember him saying he ate hot dogs and baked beans basically Mm, every day i mean there's no money in it you know you got to really grind and then once you know once you make it then you're you're good to go because you get sponsorship and everything else but yeah those guys that you watched uh i admire them they're fantastic golfers but yeah, it's no cup of tea until you get to the big dance. That's
1: right. I mean, so close to the BGA Tour, but so far in terms of yeah. job security, financial security. Yeah, these guys are really putting everything on the line. And they've got to have that strong support system to continue to, to go through the grind and, and try to get to the to the top eventually.
0: No doubt. I mean, think about it. Is there pre- more pressure on a putt to to win a tournament at that level when you could get your card? Right. And you're going, you know... No dollars in your pockets to compare it to these big studs on the tour. Well, if they make the putt or not, they make eight million instead of fourteen million. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: pressure there for the PGA Tour guys, but yeah, not like uh, the Conferry
0: like Tour event guys. No, I, I'm with you. All right, well, let's dive in. Rocket Mortgage Classic, like you mentioned, it's at the Detroit Golf Club, and this is the third season for uh, or the third time that they're playing uh this tournament at this course so we do have a little history the last two years certainly a small sample size not like we normally get but we do have not quite as strong of a field as as we've had recently so uh it it helps narrow it down a little bit but a a couple of facts about this uh this course it's a par 72 7370 on the distance uh, but you know, not a ton of trouble and the guys, uh, in the last two years have absolutely smoked the course. I mean, it takes mid to low sixties, uh, a couple of those to, to get yourself in position here. Uh, last year's winner was Bryson. He's a defending champ. He was 23 under and Nate Lashley won the year before at 25 under. So, you know, shooting par is not going to cut it here. So I'm going to get you through to the cut. So, we're going to see some some certainly some low numbers. A couple things I wanted to throw to you, Andrew, and tell me you know, I know you've done tons of scouting here. Uh, What I did is I pulled, because it's just two years, I wanted to get a good taste for who's fired up for this course. I pulled the guys that finished T11 or higher in the last two years that are playing this week. There are some that aren't playing. But I wanted to get your initial reaction, and I think it's important, so we'll spend a little bit of time on it, because these guys have history here, and there are some repeat names on this list. So just wanted to get your, not in-depth, but just your quick reaction up, down, or in-between on on some of these guys. So again, these are T11 and higher uh, finishes in the last two years there. And the first guy I think you're going to have some interest in based on last week is Wolf. Right. Oh, man, you went right to Wolf, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I
1: I put him in the GPP lineup last week because he made the cut and did well at the U.S. Open and, uh, you know, talked a lot about his new lease on life, his new approach to the game mentally. And then, you know, he comes out and goes backwards at the Travelers. But, you know, finishing second here last year, um you know he's one of those guys has got good feelings about it he can use that length off the yep. tee to his advantage um so i i do like him to bounce back i think he's worth a shot he's worth a look he's he is more on the expensive side but uh worth considering you know what his hat should say on it
0: gpp <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be perfect exactly He'd be the perfect sponsor for that
0: because he's terrifying to play in I your know. cash game. Yep. That's for sure. Exactly.
1: All right. How about Kevin Kisner? Kisner finally had a good solid finish. Uh, I, I made a note of it because he shot a sixty-three in the final round to tie for fifth. We we've talked about how his putting has been inconsistent. Right. Um, but yeah, eighty five hundred, nice mid tier option on DraftKings, and I love a guy like that who's uh coming yeah. in with a hotter
0: putter. And you think he's going to be, you know, confident coming in too? I, I like it. Um, Adam Hadwin, the Canadian. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, strong finish, um, and I, I wrote him down because his putting—he's uh, in the top 40 in strokes gained putting. So you mentioned okay. the low scores here with the winners, 25 and 23 under, and the cuts, like you said, it's been five under both years. Yeah. So you've yep. got to go low. You've got to make birdies. So I looked at uh, Strokes game putting this season and wrote down uh, you know, guys in the top 40 who are playing this week, and he's one of them. So nice. definitely on my radar.
0: Okay. And here's a guy that I've played uh, a lot through this, the last season, and he's got two top 11 finishes in the last two years here, Sepp Straka. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, horses for courses. He's like the the prime example. Yep. Um, another mid-tier option, only 7700 on DraftKings. I, too cheap, I think.
0: Yep. And another strong finish last week, too. Top 10. So worth a look. I know. Oh, he's, he's the first guy in for me. I'll just give that away right off the bat. Yeah. I, like I just it. love the price, you know? Definitely. All right. Here's a guy I often like but also can throw in that wacky bad round at times is Doc Redman. Yeah,
1: right. He's had what second recently and then... Really yep. makes the cut um he is uh on the list here for par four scoring that's the other stat i looked at because yeah. the winners uh both winners here have led the field in par four scoring uh, yeah when they've and won and that's a key this week for sure no doubt so uh doc redmond comes up on that list for you know top 40 you know, this season on on the tour uh, so, yeah, he's he's one of those guys, like, maybe he needs that same hat as Wolf, the GPP hat.
0: Yeah, he's getting close to it. There's no GPP. doubt about it. All right, I got three more names for you. Joaquin Neiman, who I'm very fancied to here. Yep, a
1: very good player. Uh, he's on the putting list. Um and, and the par-4 scoring list, sort of towards the bottom, but you like you like that solid game across the board. Right. The problem is he's more expensive than these other guys you've been mentioning. Yeah. So I hesitate a little bit because of that. But it's he's the type of guy that you're a little bit scared to fade
0: because he can actually go out and win it. Yeah, and he's the sixth choice on the odds, which we'll go over later. I He just seems to be in a sweet spot here. And that's a guy that can go low 60s. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, last two, Brant Snedeker. Oh,
1: you know, I love Snedeker
0: with his he putting always ability. Have Snedeker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I need
1: one veteran in my lineup, and he would be a candidate for sure the way he can roll it and, and
0: pile up the birdies. Excellent. And here's a guy that's sneaky. This is one of my sneaky plays, and it pans out with his performance on this course. And he hasn't gotten a lot of interest or had really great finishes, but. He's he's always knocking at the door and he's a veteran as well and that's Cameron Tringali.
1: Yeah, I mean man, look at the stats. He's one of the guys I've circled because he is 12th in par 4 scoring and mm. he is about 25th I think in strokes gained putting. So, he's Nice. A... To be on both lists is key. Exactly. No and you know, the question with him is with those stats, why doesn't he finish in the top 10 more often? I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, he's. You would think that he'd be right there. Right, but he'll miss cuts somewhat frequently. Um, I know. So on paper, I like it a lot. Just will this be one of the weeks where he keeps it together?
0: It sounded like question. a GPP week uh, for sure, <laughs> Coach. I've never heard such GPP I plays know. from you. It's it's spooky. That's <laughs> for sure. But you know, after I had some guys go in the tank last week, I'm a little a little gun shy. So. Right. No doubt. Well, why why don't you share before we get into the odds? Why don't you share some of those stats you're mentioning? I think that par four scoring and the and the stroke screen gained putting are going to be such a key this week. Yeah, let's let's start with the putting because
1: we don't talk about that as much. But on a you know birdie fest here, you've got to get a hot putter. So let, let's look at these guys who've been hot all season. Kokrak, number two in that category. Chesson Hadley. A value guy that you like from time to time. He's only sixty six yeah. hundred on DraftKings. He's number three in putting this season. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy to look at. He's made the cut here before. Brendan Todd, not a long hitter. And he makes me mad. He I've had him miss some cuts for me. Yep. And what I'm hearing is the the rain has picked up here recently. The course is a little bit wet. And so it's supposed to play yeah. a little bit longer. Than right. it has in previous years so some of the shorter hitters are going to have more trouble this week uh patrick reed okay here's another guy who's in the yeah he's actually eighth in putting and 12th in par four scoring oh wow so he's expensive but he's yeah. expensive but he you know i like i like that profile and Those he was are
0: great it's great and he's long enough that that the wet surface won't bother him yep yeah,
1: and he finished fifth here two years ago so he's got the yep. course history um Another value play here. Bryce Oh, Gar- I
0: forgot to mention Reed. I, I yeah. see him on my list. That's a guy I skipped. Uh-oh, oh, okay. that's that's an omen. I skipped him off my list. <laughs> so maybe that's the sneak play that uh that we're talking about here. Could be. Uh, another value
1: guy I gotta mention, Bryce Garnett, who is uh, he's only seven thousand on DraftKings.
0: Did you say Kevin Garnett? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh
1: tenth in putting, and he's also yeah. uh on the list for Far four scoring at uh, uh, top 24, I think, tied for 24th. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's a guy an up that's, and comer. I like yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he finished tied for fifth last week. He finished top 20 here two years ago. Uh, so a guy to consider. And then, yeah. um, you know, I'll just breeze through some of the other names Kisner, we already mentioned Chris Ventura, Rain Gibson is a cheap option, Patton Kazire, uh, Ben Taylor, Webb Simpson. Um, yeah, who, you know, really kind of blew up at the US Open ten over yeah, par. I don't know
0: what, he hasn't been in, in his on his game recently, no, that's he for hasn't. sure.
1: Nope. Uh Denny McCarthy, Hunter Mahan, here's Tringali, Austin Cook, Matt Jones, Bryson is a uh, thirtieth in putting this year. Uh that's your,
0: surprising.
1: Yep. Your man Neiman had when we talked about uh and we'll we'll leave it there. Uh um, yeah. And then par four scoring, uh, guys in the top 40 who are playing this week. Emiliano Grillo, Mm. uh, he's coming off a couple missed cuts. Chris Kirk, who contended here, uh, is top 10 in that category. Then we've got Patrick Reed, Doug Gim, a value play, Tringali. We've mentioned Webb Simpsons on both of these lists. There he is again. Ryan Armour, who contended here. um, He actually is in the top 40 in putting as well, so he's sort of hmm. made for this course even though he's not a huge hitter uh Patton Kazire Lahiri Seamus Power coach we got to talk Uh-oh. about my man Seamus lefty yeah yep. lefty and righty he plays it either way a nice price 7,500 on DraftKings three straight top 20s uh interesting picked it up here gotta, yeah got to look at
0: that could be one of
1: the the Andrew Specials value play. He actually is trending towards, more towards a cash play now
0: with his recent
1: performance. Uh, um,
0: there's no doubt. I mean, that consistency is really showing up, no doubt about it. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, last few I mentioned
1: Garnett. We already talked about Doc Redman, Austin Cook, uh, Neiman, Zalatoris, Stanley, and Sloan. So um, yeah. some names to consider. You know, I think it's helpful to have your guy on at least one, if not both of those lists, if you
0: want to roster him this week. No doubt. And speaking speaking of last week, now that we say that, I what about that playoff? Man? Oh, man. Was when, that the craziest thing you've ever I mean, I watched forever. the whole thing, and it's not like they were making birdie on top of birdie or they both you know, shanked it and bogeyed. It was par after par after <laughs> par. It was unreal. That was that was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, a marathon, memorable for sure.
0: Yeah, UT guy though. What a that's a hard loss to swallow yes, there. It is. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, let me give you the top ten favorites to win this event. See if any of these guys surprise you. Um, there are two in here that I was a little surprised at, but uh, Bryson is the overwhelming favorite, uh, defending champ. Like you say, seven and a half to one. The next closest guy is Patrick Reed, who's now moved into the second spot at 14 to one. I think that's a little too chalky for Bryson at seven and a half. It's expensive.
1: I mean, I I get it, but I'd rather go 14 to one with Reed. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Here's the third guy, which I know you like uh, a lot, too, is Hideki Matsuyama at 16 to one. Yep. But I didn't hear him on any of those lists. No, he wasn't on there, was he? It's a little concerning. Um the guy that that's sort of off his game a little bit that we mentioned, Webb Simpson still getting a lot of play at 18 to 1.
1: No. I'd and then that.
0: we Yeah. Then we have a group of three guys at 25 to 1. My man Neiman. Then the aforementioned Will Zalatoris, who's always dangerous, uh, seems to have dropped off his game a little bit. And then here's the guy that surprised me that he's this in that top seven. Jason Kokrak. Only twenty-five to one.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, he did win a couple weeks back. Um, yeah. You know, he was the first guy mentioned in, in putting. That's been the big change for him this year, and we know yeah. he's got the length. Uh, no he doubt, can, he's got the power here. So,
0: I like Kokrak there out of that last group of three. Not bad. And then the last two in that top uh, ten: uh, Sunjay Im, thirty-three to one, and. Uh, Mr. GPP Matthew Wolf also thirty three to one. Yeah, both risky
1: because Sungjae just hasn't been top form recently, oh. and Wolf nope. for the reasons
0: we've talked about. So, yeah, hey, I don't know what happened to him. He yeah. used to be even deadly on the greens. That's even backed up on him. But uh, yeah, not sure what's going on. All right, I'll do my normal thing and throw a few. Uh, bombers in there that I know that you've liked or, you know, are possibilities of somebody that I would think that, you know, you may have a strong opinion on. Uh, How about Keegan Bradley at 45-1? to Yeah,
1: worth a look. Um, You know, that's that's the kind of guy where I did put that bet on him to win a few few weeks back when he finished second. Um, So he's got, he's in that range where he's got the potential to win at that number but um little shaky recently enough where it'd be more of like a top 10 top 20 bet for me
0: okay gotcha here's a guy that that scares me a little bit at 66 to 1 and he seems to be rounding in a form maverick mcneely yep uh good course history
1: here um you know one of those young guys
0: who uh, is worth a look and won't be at those at those odds forever. I agree. Here's a guy that will get a couple of coaches shillings at 80 to 1. We've mentioned him, Sep Straka.
1: Nice. Yeah. It's a big number. It is. Yeah, and I'd back it up with a top 10 top 20 bet and if you structure yeah. it so that if he finishes in the top 20, you're profitable
0: and then a- anything else from there is a bonus. Is a big bonus, and I have the same exact play. I think with this guy, and I, I I think he's dangerous. Is Kyle Stanley's ninety to one? Yeah. I right. mean, I don't know about winning it, but right. you got to, you know, like again that that top ten is very doable. I think it is for
1: sure, and uh, you know he's he's been strong here. Uh, yeah. He was criminally underpriced a few weeks back. Remember that? And uh, yes, he, I do. You know, now he's gone back up on DFS but those are some pretty good odds right
0: there no doubt and last I'll give you these two together because they're both 125 to 1 but they both made your discussion there on your list and that's Doug Gim and Patton Kaz- Kaz- Kaziri I can never yeah. say his name Kazire yeah yeah, yeah. uh Which, Any chance at all for those guys
1: or bombers? I mean, Kazire seems like a guy who has a better chance to potentially actually win. But, um, you know, yeah, like you said, they made the lists, So more DFS options for me than outright bets probably this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you need, those guys certainly are right up there if you need a value guy to round it out. I mean, if you want to, I mean, you can go with two studs. You can make it work with a... DeChambeau, Reed, or something like that. But you're going to need a couple of these yes, other are. guys that we mentioned. Do you have any of your Andrew specials you want to throw into that mix?
1: Uh, I think probably the, the most well-rounded one that I like right now is Bryce Garnett. Again, 7,000 okay. on DraftKings where he's on these lists for putting and par-4 scoring and coming off a good week. He has course history here. And he's just yeah. not a household name, so no. I don't think he's I don't think his ownership's going to be that high. There's a lot of guys in the low seven thousand range on DraftKings that are more recognizable. I mean, Matt Jones, Mackenzie Hughes is right. seventy two hundred, Lanto Griffin seventy five. Um, yeah. So I think you
0: get him at a at good ownership. Yeah, and Bryce Garnett on our Bet USA, by the way, betus.com.pa, our our uh, partners. Ah, uh, Bryce is one hundred and forty to one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly worth a buck or two, no right. doubt. It's you never know. These guys in tournaments like this, you know, they can jump up and snare it, you know, you just don't know. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, you you allude to it earlier, the weather. It's really odd because usually there's some variation and change. I mean, here we are on Wednesday, the tournament starts tomorrow morning, bright and early. And, you know, you look at the four days weather, the July 1st through the 4th, Thursday through Sunday, and it's be- between 84 and 85 degrees. So almost no temperature change each day. And every day has a 25 to 35 percent chance of a rain shower, but no heavy rains. And on top of that, the winds are supposed to be between 10 and 12 miles an hour all four days. Right. So. You talk about, you know, pretty consistent throughout. I think you're going to see, you know, not soaking wet conditions where they'll have to do lift clean in place or anything like that. But I think you'll see a little dampness, but the greens are going to hold. I think these guys are going to score. I, I'm i thinking 25, again, may be the number. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, the key thing is
1: is the rain that's happened earlier to make the course softer and longer. And right. though, yeah, those greens will be soft, um, but you you do need the length um, to get close enough on, on some of these longer holes. So I think that, um, you know, if you're on the fence about somebody
0: this year, I would lean away from some of the shorter hitters. Gotcha. All right, man, I think we've got it. I think that covers pretty much uh, everything for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, certainly will be a fun weekend to check it out i i always like uh, holiday weekends like that because you get to watch sunday golf and then monday's a holiday so you gotta love stuff like that
1: definitely there's no
0: question about it all right any final words there mr hansen i enjoyed it thanks everybody for tuning in fantastic really appreciate it and uh we're with you every week throughout The entire year of golf. I mean, golf never ends. That's what's so awesome about it. So uh, we definitely will be back again next week for another week of PGA DFS Coach Talk Weekly. Appreciate Andrew and our entire uh, Coach Talk team. And we'll see you again next week when we look to crush it in PGA DFS.